Hey everybody, Brian Zane here with another edition of Wrestling with Regret. Wait a minute, hang on. Where am I? This isn't this isn't YouTube. This isn't the Cinnabon. Where the hell am I? Gaming Street Irregulars? Well, I know a thing or two about gaming and certainly being irregular, but no, this is not my scene. I'm out of here. <laughs> Good afternoon, good evening, good whatever time of day it is. Welcome once again to Gaming Street Irregulars. My name's James Iris, joined as always by Chrissy Harding. Hi, everyone. And today we have not one, but two guests in the digital recording booth. Welcome first, in alphabetical order by last name, back after a long break, Mr. Linwood Knight. How's everybody doing? Hope this one is a great great show like the last one. Yes. And also joining us, I haven't heard from him since our Dynasty Warriors episode, Mr. Justin Toner. Hey, everybody. Glad to be back. So, today we are here because a few weeks ago, the rumor mill burst a tremendous leak about a game coming from Warner Digital Media called Multiverses. This is intended to be a Smash Brothers-style platform fighter, which is uh, going to include characters from all over the warner media library the rumor mill names have that have been flying around have included bugs bunny Arya stark garnet rick sanchez mad max gandalf scorpion and sub-zero and on and on i like crossovers the goofier the better so -hmm. long as we keep them within Video games. I think the new Space Jam movie kind of broke my brain a bit. <laughs> Come on. Just go in without a thought. You know, I've yet to see that movie. So, I decided, uh, since this is a popular thing to do on YouTube channels and the like recently, we're going to put together our own little dream roster for what we think should be, would be our version of multiverses. The rules are pretty simple. Each of us gets six selections, and character likenesses must be owned by Time Warner. That's it. Although technically some public domain characters would count too. So we are going to get into it right after this break. Well... I'm going to get us started since, uh, damn it, it's my podcast. <laughs> Whose podcast? Okay. Uh, okay. It's our podcast. Thank you. But I am going to give us a start with a character who, if you're thinking Warner Brothers, you got to think Looney Tunes, and that's Bugs Bunny. Yeah, that is a given. I know it may be a boring choice to a certain no. degree, but... but he is- but he has so much potential of like moves he could do. Like, you know, Bugs, you know, Bugs was great at impersonating other characters. 
it would be awesome if he had like the ability of whatever character he impersonates he has that power like that character's one of those character moves so like if he pretends to be elmer fudd he picks up an elmer fudd move so i mean he's got potential i think he's a good pick fair enough and i don't think we need to say too much else about bugs so chrissy how about your first pick my first pick actually is going to be coming from Tiny Toons, and I'm going to actually pick Shirley the Loon. I like Shirley always. I've always enjoyed Shirley as a character. She's a character that's very close to my heart because um, she's into some of the New Age stuff, which um, anyone who kind of knows me in my real life knows I kind of am into that stuff too with my ghost hunting and everything. I can see Shirley's character being a lot like, you know, the character that kind of floats on the screen and does the range attacks and stuff. Um, so I think she, that's who I would pick, be my first pick for my team. And she's a not she's not a main character. She's more of one of like the supporting characters. So it'd be nice for some of those supporting characters to have some screen time, I guess. I agree with you 100%. I think it's important that secondary and supporting characters make it into games like these. They do a lot to add flavor to them. What would Smash Brothers be without Mr. Game & Watch and the Ice Climbers and Rob the Robot and the Duck Hunt duo? Yeah. Their elk. Which which I just realized, apparently, in Duck Hunt, if you have a second player, they control the ducks. Like, I just learned that, like, two days ago. All right. Linwood, you're up. Okay, so for my first character pick, I'm going to have to go a little bit more modern past Tiny Toons. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'm going to go to one of the more recent big hits in what would be considered the Hanna-Barbera universe. At least due to car- at least due to it being a Cartoon Network, I'm gonna go with Steven Universe, and I'm gonna go with Garnet. Garnet, I think, is self-explanatory as to how she would fit into a fighting game. Just watch one of the episodes of the show. Basically, watch Jailbreak. She can do virtually anything your standard close-up fighter can do. She can also be a ranged character. And if you really want to go into it and make an and make a more out there move to expand her play style. You can even have a certain situation where she diffuses, and you have both Ruby and Sapphire, and you can control both of them at once. That can even be like a super mode or even like a custom combo mode where you can use both characters' abilities separately. That would be interesting. Garnet has been one of the characters uh, heavily rumored over the past few weeks, so hopefully some of those ideas come through, but... I I do agree with you. A lot of the Steven Universe characters lend themselves very well to gaming in general, really. Yeah, you're right about that. It's kind of a shame that we haven't had a Steven Universe game more on the consoles and not more on the consoles, not sleeping on mobile games. But I feel like a Steven Universe game would have been a big hit especially in the Xbox Live Arcade era but those two but those two but the show came just at the end of that and by the time it became popular to become that it was the PS4 Xbox 1 era right so Justin what's your first pick okay so to keep some variety here i'm going to go to uh, DC Comics and start with kind of an obvious pick but i think would be a good pick uh, to definitely add to the variety. And if you're going to go DC, I'll kick it off with uh, taking the big blue boy scout, Superman. Superman is definitely one of those crucial DC comics characters. You, you think that 
family. You think him, you think Batman, you think Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. And outside of fighting games, we have not gotten a genuinely good Superman game, come to think of it. No, not really. Uh, I mean, there was that god-awful... What was the one that was on the SNES that is... Uh, it was actually the N64. Oh, yeah. That, I, I think was, you're thinking of... Yeah, was it was it based off the um, Death and Return of Superman, I think? I can't remember the title. Oh, that was, that was a fight. That, that was the SNES one. Yeah, it was... I just that was a brawler. Yeah. Right. I was thinking of uh, the N64 one based off the WB cartoon. Oh, that one, yeah. I forgot, I told, oh, good memory. I forgot about that. But yeah, it's like, if you're going to have like this... You know, to really draw people's attention, you, you want to have. Yeah, we all want some of our more personal, maybe obscure picks, but I figured I'd start with one that would be. Everyone would be like, oh, yeah, sweet, Superman. Cool. I mean, it's like his power speaks for themselves, his popularity speaks for himself, especially in recent years, you know, despite some people's issues with uh, Zack Snyder uh, DC films. But, um,. His uh, the new uh, live action Superman show, Superman Lois on CW, uh, has been very popular received. Uh, I've really enjoyed it. I've um, almost finished watching it. So it's like his popularity is in a good place these days, despite some things. So I think that would be a good choice overall. Okay, this is a solid s- start between the four of us. Now on to choice number two. I'm going to follow up my choice number one. Mario needs his Luigi, Ken needs his Ryu, Bugs Bunny needs his Daffy Duck. Yes. Yeah, if you were going to pick him Absolutely. So I'll take him off my list. Yeah, and in fact, I already know what I want Daffy's ultimate move to be. I want to call back to the Bob Clampett slash Tex Avery style Daffy. I want him to dramatically bounce across the screen going, Woohoo! Woohoo! If that is not in there, I'm not buying this game. <laughs> that has to be in there because that is classic Daffy. Yes, yes, yes. And for specials, you know, each one could possibly be a different costume. You know, his ranged attack could be I could be Robin Hood Daffy. His mm. his uh, ups special could be him doing a Duck Dodgers jetpack. Mm-hmm. Or Duck Tracy. Yes. Oh, yes. Duck Twacy. Yes. That could. Duck Twacy. Thank you, Christy. He could be sneaking down on the ground with his magnifying glass as a means of uh, dodging projectiles or, or <laughs> uh, higher attacks or things like that. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. That's a good one. Great piggy bank robbery. Easily one of the best Daffy cartoons. Easily. Easily. That's always been my favorite. Anytime that came on. I did not move from the TV set. I had to watch it, even though I could quote it. I had to watch it. So. Chrissy. Yes. You've given us our first duck before Daffy. So what's your second pick? Actually, my second pick um, is going to be Alfred E. Newman from Mad Magazine. <laughs> you may have just given this game. It's Dan Hibiki. Yes, I did. I was always I grew up. I grew up kind of reading Mad, um, not with my parents' permission, obviously, because, you know, back in the 80s, that wasn't considered something you would give to a kid under the age of 10. But I had an older cousin who would read him, and then I'd steal it from him. And I just always liked Alfred Newman. He's, he's, just, he's just kind of that unassuming character that comes on, and people are like, oh, he's going to be an easy hit. 
but I think he would be, I, it would be really awesome to see him morph into like the different covers that he did. There's even, you know, there's one where I could almost see where he pulls out the sign when people actually tried to, tried to stop uh, Mad Magazine from satiring them. So, you know, I could see him pulling out a billboard and beating the, beating up his characters. I'd see him as more of a close range fighter than really uh-huh. someone kind of a way and his different way of morphing, maybe even giving him the ability to morph into the different characters from Mad Magazine, like what are the spy versus spy characters or I would think the spy versus spy duo would deserve their own spot. I agree. Yeah. Actually I would agree with that. I thought about Agreed. that too, picking them for my number two, but I was like, no, I'm gonna go with Alfred because not many people like he's just so iconic. I and I got he's... two things I want to make sure we add. His taunt mm-hmm. has to be him saying, what, me worry? I love it. With like him doing kind of the, what, me worried kind of look? like. <laughs> and his stage. Now, I don't know if you know this, Chrissy. You might. <laughs> Alfred E. Newman had a hit single in the 60s. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. He did. You're right. I'd he play did. a portion of it, but Warner would kill us. If they haven't decided to shut us down already for just doing this. Um, yes. Oh, my God. Yes, that's right. He did. Oh, that would totally have to play in the background. Or at least an instrumental version of it. Right. Oh, well, it, it was basically an instrumental, just except the uh, belches. Fair enough. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be awesome. Yeah. King yeah. Curtis, who did the saxophone solo for a lot of the Aretha Franklin songs, performed on it. Okay, yeah, definitely they have to put him in now. All right. So Alfred Newman is my second pick. You are knocking these out of the park, Chrissy. I'm loving this. <laughs> between this, between him and Shirley, these, these are directions I was not expecting, and I, I, I love it. Linwood, you got a tough act to follow. As for my second pick, because I had another pick, but I also have another pick that I can use after this. One pick I'm going to use, and I didn't want to use this so early, but I'm going to go a little bit more classic, more back to say, hmm, if we're going on WB characters, I would pick Wile E. Coyote. Oh, absolutely. I think that's a great pick. Good pick, great pick. Brilliant, brilliant choice. Good pick. He's, he's on my he's, short list. He was probably third on my list for Looney Tunes characters, so now I don't have to include him on mine. I can strike him from my list. There you go. As for his playstyle, it would speak for himself. Acme Inventions. And when they work, he's probably one of the most powerful characters in the game. But if they don't work, it's either going to be a dud attack or it can hurt him even worse. Yeah, I... In fact, maybe it could be a fun thing like what uh, the Nickelodeon game did with, could have done with Nigel Thornberry, where Wiley's attacks are the results of what he's trying to do backfiring. Like, something lands on his foot, he yelps up in pain, and, it, and it's the upward motion that does the damage. Oh, that would be hilarious and completely spot on for Wiley. Super genius. Yeah, so basically when he wins matches, he's completely utterly hurt hurt himself, but it was all part of the plan. Absolutely. Great, great choice, Linwood. You you are a man after my heart right now. <laughs> and Justin, now you're the one with a tough act to follow. Yeah, no kidding. 
I'm going to switch over to one of my favorite movie franchises and film series of all time that Adobe owns. The Lord of the Rings film series. And I want to go with the most obvious pick, but I think that it would be a great conclusion. Gandalf the Wizard. Alright. You can have some really fun stuff with uh, his magic. And also, you could have a fun mechanic where he starts off as Gandalf the Grey, and then you can power up and then morph him into Gandalf the White, and it's for a power up, you know, kind of situation to be able to do more cool stuff, which he does later on in the trilogy. You know, it's like, uh, he's an iconic character, people love him, and uh, it's like, if you're going to put like an all-star roster of this kind of stuff together, I think that you want him on It's definitely a good choice. I mean, Gandalf fits with these kind of goofy crossovers already. He's got the precedent there based on his appearing in Lego Dimensions. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I was t- when I was putting together, I was tied between him and Dumbledore to add to my list. Because mm-hmm. you have to have a wizard somewhere in this game. And who's more iconic than Gandalf? Well, Merlin. Yeah, but Probably. they don't... Mm, but, but that's don't, it. Yeah, they don't they don't own Merlin, unfortunately. No, Merlin's <laughs> public domain. Yeah. I'm sure they've got a version of Merlin they could dig up somewhere. I know that they, well, they, no, because even Smurfs, man. Yeah, Hondapus would be the closest thing, but Smurfs is technically still owned by Pio's estate. Right. So. Okay, so for those keeping score, we have eight characters in the assortment. Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck and Wile E. Coyote representing the old school Looney Tunes. Shirley the Loon representing the 90s generation. Garnet representing the modern day of Warner Animation. Superman for DC Comics. Gandalf for Lord of the Rings. And Alfred E. Newman for the other end of the publishing division. (laughs) The back end. (laughs) Yeah, rest in peace, Mad Magazine, by the way. Mm -hmm. I know. I'm going to shift gears on my list a little bit okay. because I know we need to get another, another female character in here. We've only got two out of eight and I want to start representing the video game licenses that Warner owns via their ownership of Midway Williams and the Atari games half of the, of Atari that's split in 1984, basically the arcade stuff from Marble Madness onward. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. includes that greedy little quarter guzzler, Gauntlet. Oh my oh. god, yes. So my choice yes. is Thyra the Valkyrie from that game series. <laughs> Good choice. Good I choice. Like Good choice. Like you want a character who can play a little more defensively? She was the best armored character in that game. Which doesn't make much sense, since in the original game she basically wore a chainmail bikini, but... Then again, the Barbarian only wore a loincloth, the Wizard only wore a robe, the Elf only wore a cloth jerkin, so technically, yeah, she was the best armor to the four of them. <laughs> yeah, she really, she really was, actually. And, you know, she's got, a, she's got an automatic super with that magic potion bomb, and you could crib some of the attacks from Gauntlet Leg- Legends and Dark Legacy for specials and like that. And speaking of Gauntlet Legends and Dark Legacy, you could crib all kinds of environments from sta- for stages from that game. 
Oh, and by the by, Justin, I, I just want to get back to Gandalf real quick, because uh, mm-hmm. I can think of two things. Uh, for starters, his ta- one of his taunts should be setting off fireworks. Ah, yes. Yes, good. Yes. And secondly, his ultimate, you shall not pass! Yeah, so I yes. forgot to mention that that, 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 that has should to be, be a taunt. Shall not pass. Has to be in there. Okay. And I gotta stop yelling, or my voice is gonna give out early. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chrissy, pick number three for you. Pick number three for me is going to go to the wonderful cartoon of Animaniacs. And I am going to pick a character to represent the older part of our population, Slappy Squirrel. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Oh, how there's the creatures in the whole wide world. It's cartoon. You should be the squirrel. Enough of this singing. <laughs> how can you not love Slappy? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh. She she and and would be, be cool is she's able to call in her nephew. Like as one of her moves is launching, you know, is using using Skippy as a, as kind of, as kind of part of one of her moves. That would be awesome. Oh God. Uh, She she fit right in with our existing Looney Tunes group. I was torn between her and doing Rita and Runt. Cause you could have Rita or Runt as, as, as kind of a duo working together. That could work. That could yeah. work. But I went with I went with Slappy because I think she's more of a she's more geared towards a fighting fighting game genre, just how she is. <laughs> yeah. A lot of explosives. Indeed. Indeed. Oh my god. And I god. can just imagine her doing a taunt saying, You remind me of a very young Shag Oh wait, you are Shaggy. Yes. Yes. Just, just, just her. You remind me of a very young. So you know. Oh, that's right. You're that person. I, I, I was torn. But like I said, between her and Rita and Runt from from Animaniacs, I was gonna actually do the three Warner mm. siblings, but I figured someone else would pick them. So I was like, I'll go with Slappy. Yeah, e- each of the Warners can easily have their own move set. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh, very much so. Okay, Linwood, pick number three for you. Okay, pick number three. I'm going to go more into Hanna-Barbera's Obscure Vault. More, relatively modern compared to the stuff that is really in the vault, but this is from the early 90s all the same. I'm going to go with the series that kind of helped define my love for 90s cartoons, but it never, ever got finished, which is kind of a problem with that decade. And that's the Power of the Dark Water. With the Power of the Dark Water, because how I think this would be a revival, a bit of a revival... I'm going to go with the main character with Prince Ren. Oh my Got God. It. That's, that's I another mean... brilliant, brilliant call. Pirates of Dark Water is the ultimate what could have been series. And oh, the executive meddling they went through breaks my heart. Some, somebody needs to, to yell at whoever's in charge now over there to do what they did with He-Man. Or with or and, Gargoyles for that matter. Or Gargoyles. Like, so, Bring this show back because how it ended, we all were like, "What?" Like, mm-hmm. like as kids, that was so crushing to me. The fact that this show ended, and we never got to see the ending that these the creators wanted. And yeah. somebody needs to get off their 
butt over there and start working on this. And you know what made it even worse? I remember back in the day before Cartoon Network became huge, they would do a lot of teasing with that show. I remember one of their little inserts, they did a lot of and I hope this language does I hope this language is appropriate for the show. They blue balled us with something saying that, oh, we have new we have new footage of the Pirates of Dark Water. And I knew I, I knew it was getting trolled, but when I realized what happened, I was actually pretty pissed at Network for even doing that and for even playing with people like that. And you're right. Had the show premiered ten to twelve years later, Pirates of Water would be talked about really differently in the fact that it may have actually gotten an ending. Yeah, I you, Pirates of the Dark Water, um, I try to explain to someone, I'm like, it's almost like Avatar. If Avatar wasn't allowed to do like a book three or a book four. Like mm. that that is where pirate like they were halfway through the story. You you know that this was not going to be a cartoon that would drag on for ten years like Smurfs. It was going to have an, an actual ending to it. And we never got that. And I and I said that I was like, this is I go think because they had to explain once why bring up Pirates of the Dark Water still pisses me off to this day. And I had explained to my nieces, I'm like, take Avatar, which you love, and you didn't get book three or book four. And they were like, oh, that would I'm like, exactly. Mm -hmm. The stars are real. (laughs) In fact, if I have to go the Avatar universe, it kind of reminds me of Legend of Korra and the fact that. While Avatar did get to finish the way it wanted to, Legend of Korra didn't get to finish the way it wanted to, even though it did get an ending. Yeah, I agree. But and they and honestly, even then, Legend of Korra still is going on in the comics, which I think is good because the comics are able to explore more themes that cartoon that Nickelodeon would not have been comfortable them putting up on the screen. Which I mean, seeing some of the things that Nickelodeon has kind of censored in the past. With even within Avatar, I was like, yeah, you, that was a smart call to go right to the comics for some of this. Like exploring Korra and Amasi's relationship where they are a couple. You know, I mean, Steven Universe was definitely a groundbreaker where they had two cartoon characters that were girls get married, which was awesome um, and a great yes. representation. But I, part of me also was like, yeah, Nickelodeon does not have the balls to do that. <laughs> They have mm. some balls, but not that that balls. Mm. So, looking at you, Disney and Owl House. Pretty much, eyes on you. All right. So we okay. So we did my third. We did. Justin's we do, up you, next. Justin's up next. Was right, did we get to Justin? Justin, what's your third? Uh, okay. So I'm gonna also stick with Hammer Bear for my next pick, and. I'm going to go with uh, one of my sort of obscure but, you know, like kind of cult favorite short-lived shows as well from the 80s. I think James might know where I'm going with this. Uh, I was on him and Penny's podcast talking about this show. I'm going to go with Thundar the Barbarian. Oh. I mean, he's got a cool weapon, the sun sword. He's got... Uh, Fighting, fighting yells, and you can have uh, mover support from his uh, his pals Ugla, the Mach, and Princess Ariel uh, as, uh, as uh, supporting moves or and things like that. And I, I'm just a sucker for that cartoon. 
So uh, it's like I figured I'd throw them in there for fun. A lot of people, I think some people probably would appreciate it. Yes, absolutely great choice. Oh, I agree with that. Thunder Barbarian would be an excellent choice like for this type one. of fighting game. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we we definitely got to bring you back on pretty soon, Justin. And get you on for the first time, Linwood, for the Cartoon Podcast. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, because like, cause like with what Thunder is and can do, you can do a lot of fun with Thunder in the game. And that's like, yeah, it's like, Lords, it's like, you got to have them scream, Lords of Light. It's like, beware evildoers or something like that. And it's like... I can imagine Gandalf having to very quickly verbally backpedal in Thundar's presence. Right. <laughs> that would be kind of funny. Okay. Now, on to our fourth round. Time to start plugging in some gaps, because so far we've only had one comic book character, uh, well, one superhero character, because, well, Alfred E. Newman's a comic book character, too. Yeah. Just a different sort. But we need some rep- more representation of our superheroes. We also need a character with electric powers, and DC has no shortage. But I gotta give the nod to Static. Oh, nice. And yes, that's Static. Not Static Shock. That was the name of the cartoon, not the name of the character. Thank you. Right. We do need to give a nod to the late, great Dwayne McDuffie. That mm-hmm. I know that cartoon meant a ton to a lot of people and you know the character has since been integrated into the main dc universe and let's be honest it's he's a good all-around possibility he you want mobility he can do it you want range he can do it mm-hmm. and l- like i said we need some electrical elemental attacks in here so he's probably the preeminent choice mm-hmm. i like it that's a great choice yeah, legit. That is an excellent choice, and I'm glad we actually got to that character because I'll struggle with that list, but thank you for putting him on there. You're quite welcome. Chrissy, what's your number four? So my number four character is going to be a Scribblenaut from the video game Scribblenauts. All right. Um, That's got a lot of moveset potential. Pretty much. Um the character's name technically is Maxwell, but I say kind of have him be like Mr. Game and Watch or like the me, ca- you know, like the the me characters where it's just it's your character that's pl- that's fighting. Uh, same thing with Scribble Knots. Um, and anyone who has not played Scribble Knots, Scribble Knots is a really fun action puzzle game where you get to draw, and you kind of have to draw and create things to get through the game. And they do have a super ver- superhero version, which would be the version I would say they should put in this game, um, which is called Super Scrubblenauts. Yep, it crossed over with DC Comics, in fact. Yep, that's Scrubblenauts Unmask, a DC comic adventure. I would totally put those in there. I also like to throw in, just as a quick little curveball, I think that there should be an element in the game where if you do a certain moveset, there should be a character that drops to your character. Like if you do a certain secret set of moves, a power-up. And my my nomination for delivering that power-up is Bubo from Clash of the Titans. Yes, that little yes. a golden owl Loops should be able to swoop in and drop off a power-up for you and swoop right back out. 
I want Bubo in this game in some way, shape, or form because I loved him from Clash of the Titans. And when I found out Warner Brothers cat owns Clash of the Titans, I'm like, he has to be in this game. I, I will can see accept it happening. No less. Oh. I accept no less. Uh, I will. Bubo. A thousand percent I don't think we can put him in with a full move set, but no, he's just an extra character that flies in. So if you do like a secret moves, like a secret like code thing, his character swoops in and drops off like a power up to to like powers up something to power up your power meter, or cash helps you regain health. Like he just swoops in with like a little special gift mm-hmm. for your character, and he swoops right back out again. <laughs> Yeah, so you know, an easier a- way to implement that instead of a secret code could be like doing this game's version of an assist trophy. <gasps> that yeah. would be awesome. Yeah, yes. he swoops in, drops out the trophy, swoops out. As a fan of that movie growing up, yeah, I, I think that's a perfect idea because because that's what he does in the film for Perseus, especially in the end when it's like Bubo carries the the, the head of Medusa to him so that he can use it to kill the Kraken, and it's like. And turn it yes. to stone. And when he gets hurt, and everybody, like the part where he gets hurt, you're just like, oh, oh. no, Bobo, no, Bobo. No. Thankfully, Bird's Meredith patched awesome. him up and took care of him. Yeah. And let me, t- and let me tell you something. And, the, and this ticked me off. But when they did the remake of Clash of the Titans, they wanted mm-hmm. to put Bubo into the movie. And the head and the, the lead guy, whoever played the lead, and this is how much it pissed me off. I don't even want to know who his name is. Said he refused to do the movie if they put Bubo in it. And that freaking pisses me off because Bubo was the best part of that movie. I wanted a Bubo as a kid. So Bubo needs to be represented in this game. I accept no less. But yeah, scribble knots would be awesome. I agree with everything you just said. And Linwood, while you're in agreeing mode, let's get your number four pick. My number four pick, continuing on with video games, because there's a lot of variety to have with multiverses, and just with the whole entire Warner Brothers Hanna-Barbera catalog, and his video game catalog. And this, I don't feel this would be a proper versus without representation from one of its more popular games, probably the most popular game in WB Staple right now, Mortal Kombat. And this was a very tough decision, but at the same time, I feel like this would be a very good decision. I'm going to go with Liu Kang. Liu Kang, good choice. I like. I'm a little, actually a little more interested in him than Scorpion and Sub-Zero. Yeah, I feel, yeah, we all know Scorpion and Sub-Zero are two of the most popular characters in Mortal Kombat. However, especially after Mortal Kombat 11, I feel like Liu Kang has a lot of potential that's not explored. Especially with where they left him at the end of Mortal Kombat 11 story. Which probably wants to go into my version, the version of Liu Kang I would like to see in this game. Maybe even a bit of a story advance or even a non-canon adventure with this with fire god Liu Kang. okay that that would actually be very interesting and you, you've got a lot of options for special and super and ultimate moves for Liu Kang. You, i could easily see them ch- doing his animality as part of his move set he would be the easiest because you would just have to take his move set from mortal kombat and move it into the game because you he could do all of his all of his move sets in this game, barring anything the animation department doesn't want happening to their characters. 
Exactly. Well, that's also another reason why you use Liu Kang because you could easily you could easily have him do super moves and ultimate moves that don't decapitate characters. Uh-huh. Yeah, his set really wasn't into the decapitation, the maiming, the blood and gore, like you know, Scorpion or Sub Zero or Reptile or any of the yeah. other guys. Like him and Johnny Cage, but I think are the two that had like the more tamer move sets out of the crew. Right. Okay, but yeah, absolutely great, great fourth pick, Linwood. I, I think we're starting to really get get somewhere. Uh, Justin, round out our fourth round. Okay. I hadn't thought about this, but I. And it's like this is a, I need a last minute switch, especially since uh, we just covered Mortal Kombat. So, and I realized that we uh, like you mentioned earlier, we need a little more representation, especially uh, female characters. So I'm going back to DC. I'm going with. So it was very popular, you know. It's like and it's like one of the better DC movies, the first one at least of the last few years. Going with Wonder Woman to throw in there for his female superhero representation. She's no stranger to fighting games, you know. It's like with her move set and everything. So uh, I'm going with Wonder Woman. Good, good pick. And you know what? It occurs to me Wonder Woman would lend herself better to a standalone video game than Superman would. Oh, easily. And I'm mm-hmm. hor- t- terribly disappointed it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. I, I mean, think with all of. I, I think, well, I think given time, it will. I mean, look at how well her movies are doing. So I think eventually someone's going to say, hey, let's turn this into a video game. One could hope. And yeah, I could, I could see her uh, sharing a couple sword and shield moves with Thyra. Of course, she'd have the lasso in there, too. And yep. You know, she'd be another highly mobile character. In fact, she could mm-hmm. probably be one of the most balanced characters in the game. And to go with the theme of uh, uh, like a super support attack, have uh, have uh, Steve Trevor come in for a bombing raid. <laughs> oh, that would be a good ultimate. That would that would be a good ultimate. Was having having that happen? I like that. Okay, moving on to pick number five. Uh, to get started, uh, I got to go with my guilty pleasure choice what's that I gotta go we there's one era of hanna-barbera well there's a few eras of hanna-barbera we haven't represented <laughs> yet but we haven't done anything from their 70s output i know where he's going and uh, you know we've got one martial artist already with luke kang we've got a few superheroes let's get all in one hong kong fooey yes <laughs> yeah agreed hong fooey number one number super one guy. super guy Especially if we can get Phil Lamar back in to reprise the voice that he uh, <gasps> did when he did it for the Wacky Races revival. That that would be awesome. awesome. That would be awesome. I wonder if he's going to show up in Jellystone. I hope so. I genuinely hope so. Oh, yeah. Hong Kong Fui. Defin- definitely a good yeah. pick. Definitely mm-hmm. a good pick. Absolutely. Especially with... Stri- and he has stripes to help him Like when he has to... like He can you change... Spot. His- Spot. spot, you're right. Who has stripes, which is the joke. Yeah. Yeah, having Spot help him, like with like when he has to oh, change, yeah. like Spot wheels on the like the, the filing cabinet and everything. Oh, poor Spot. Gotta have the gotta have, gotta have the car. In a, you know, it's like Yes. If not if not as part of his skill set in the background of his stage. Yes. Right. Oh my god. Yes, definitely Hong Kong Fui. Oh. Okay, Chrissy? Your choice next. So I'm going to get a little dark 
because Warner Brothers does own this game um, franchise, and that is the Fear franchise, uh, which stands for First Encounter Assault Recon. And I'm going to bring the big bad of that game, which is Alma Wade, to the roster. How do you spell that? Alma Wade? Yeah. Uh, Alma is A-L-M-A, and then Wade is in, like, Wade Wilson. Oh, oh, okay, so it's two words. It's two words. Alma okay. Wade, she's actually a young psychic girl that's experiment, experimented on and has been imprisoned by this corporation by her father. So she is a very powerful psychic entity who could probably do a lot with broadcasting illusions. I can definitely see her stage kind of, the background of her stage constantly like kind of changing colors or changing the scenery a little bit. Um, she would definitely be a, a range attacker. I would definitely say she would be one of the more darker characters, more for the advanced player than maybe someone like Wonder Woman or uh, Shirley the Loon or some of our other picks. I can see her being one that would be definitely for a more advanced fighting player to perform with. Very, very good choice. That's a definitely mm. a deeper cut, and I and I I like that because of it. Linwood, what was your fifth pick? Okay, my fifth pick, this one I had to go a bit of another tough decision, but also going back to DC Comics because I haven't picked anyone from DC Comics yet. And really because I feel this character needs more shine in fighting games, period. And just in general, I'm going to go with Vixen. Ooh. Oh, That's like one it. that made my list. That's yeah, a great, that's a great choice. She, you could do so many things with her moveset. Oh, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, the the Tantu Totem, being able to use different animal powers, there's so much you can do with that in that game. It's ridiculous. And yeah, I do feel like that with that with this choice, even though she wasn't in Justice 2, I wouldn't actually mind if they go, if they completely start over with her moveset and just her overall playstyle, period, because there's still so much you can do with the character. And this could, and since the character isn't really established yet, and having certain moves, you can actually see what you can do with her from a move set, from a move set standpoint, and really integrate her animal mimicry in into her into her move set. Yeah, right now I'm just picturing uh, when from her appearances on Justice League Unlimited, when she would choose an animal animal's abilities to mimic, you would see a silo, a green silhouette of that animal around her. That would make a great visual for this game. Oh, I think that'd be awesome. She, that is an awesome pick. Love it. Yes. Yes, thank you, Linwood. Thank you, thank you for making my last choice a little easier. <laughs> no problem. All right, Justin, you're up. Okay. I'm going obscure again. A little weird, but I've always had a fondness for this character. And I think what this character does would lend itself well to the game. Like James, I'm going to Hamburger in the 70s, another sadly short-lived animated series character. His species is not known for uh, being very fast, but this one's a little quick. I'm going to go Quickie Koala. He moves Aww, so fast, it looks quickie. like he teleports. Okay. That's an interesting interesting choice i mean i could see quickie koala being mostly a defensive character yes but like with nightcrawler you could also do some funny things where like you know when he's like it's like he 
he looks teleports, but he's like he's you know moving like like flashlight speed supposedly. But it look, it's like the way they okay. depict it, it looks like he teleports, but because he's moving so fast. So like he could be able to like do things like drop stuff on people's heads, you know, tr- you know, trip attack, that sort of thing. Because he would do all the kinds of like mischievous stuff in the cartoon with his uh, with the, his fast movement speed. Yes, I know he's really obscure, but I've always liked that character, and I'm just thinking like, so we haven't had a flashlight character or like a speed light character. I thought that would be a fun script pick. So <laughs> I'm just gonna go for it. I want cool. to get yeah, one really obscure one out of the because like most of mine are pretty well known or kind of well known. This one is really obscure. It's like. Only so many episodes of that show, but you can get on on DVD and blue uh, DVD and Blu-ray from uh, Warner Archive. It's like Thundar. So, and bit of trivia: Quickie Koala was one of the last characters created by Tex Avery. Mm. Oh, Tex Avery! I figured you might that remember him, James. It's like uh, I know it's he's pretty. Oh yeah, but I don't I don't care. <laughs> I grew up watching him on Cartoon Express. So yes, me too. Me too. That's where I found him. That's my super obscure Hanna Barbera character. Going into our last round, and I'm going to pick a character. I'm going a little sideways with this because it's a known quantity, but the move set inspiration is going to come from an unli- a slightly less likely place. Okay. I'm going with Mikey from the Goonies. Ooh. Okay. But his move set is going to be derived. From the Konami NES game. Oh wow, oh, nice. Oh nice. dude. Dude. I mean, oh. Konami does not necessarily have an exclusive hold on things like boomerangs, yo-yos, slingshots, Molotov cocktails. Oh, he's gonna be like Ness then in Smash Brothers with the baseball yeah. bat and all that. Yes. Right. Yes. Yep. yes. I like it. I like yeah. it. I love it. It gets, a, it gets some it. 80s movies representation in there. It, it's a, it's a well-remembered series of, I mean, well-remembered movie, of course. And Absolutely. this is, this will be a signal to the hardcore gamers. If we're pulling from that game that has not been re-released ever that, Hey, we're looking for the deeper cuts here. We want to make a presentation that's going to appeal to a lot of people, including you. Exactly. Oh my God. That's a great idea. I love it. Love it. All right. And and I think that pretty much speaks for itself. So Chrissy, your last pick. Okay. So I actually had two and I was originally going to go with Private Snafu, who is a Warner Brothers. And he was actually part of a series of cartoons during World War II called Situation Normal All Fouled Up. Right. And his character was written by Dr. Seuss. I scrapped him. I'm actually going to go with one of my favorite Hanna-Barbera, late Hanna-Barbera cartoons. It was one of the last two cartoons, Hanna-Barbera, one of the last two cartoons Hanna-Barbera created before they shuddered, kind of, in a sense. This was a cartoon series where there is a lot of fans for it. It did get a game on the NES at the, at the Super NES at the time. And Are I you talking SWAT Cats? I am talking SWAT Cats. I want yeah. Razor in the game. Because Razor out of the two... 
is the martial arts expert. I would love to do both Razor and T-Bone, but I don't have the option to pick another one. Because I so Razor's um, move set would definitely be his his obviously the Glovex, the clock the Clawax that they use that shoots out missiles and stuff. He's a martial artist. Um, as a cat, he could probably go up the side of the screen and go flying off it to do kicks and hit. And, you know, his special could be calling in, you know, obviously the Turbo Cat to bomb his enemy. If I did T-Bone, T-Bone is definitely more of a brawler, so he would definitely have more of the up-close melee hits. He'd also have um, the Clawax 2, the glove, and he would use that to fight as well. Nice choice. So either one of those two, but I love Spot Cats. That was one of my favorite cartoons. <laughs> All right. Linwood, your last pick, please. Well, this is quite hard because I have like half a dozen characters I can pick for my last pick. But I almost don't feel like it's right. I almost don't feel like that it would be right to put Steven Universe in without having the main character. So... Gonna go with the probably the most obvious pick, least exciting pick, but a great pick nevertheless in Steven Universe. That makes sense to me. Makes sense to me. I mean, and especially since Multiverses is rumored to have a tag mechanic, you know, Garnet and Steven Universe as a team, there you go. Exactly. And oh, perfect. Without going into spoiler territory, if you have seen the series, if you know who Steven Universe actually is and who he's connected to through his own gem, you have a potential for a really out there moveset. Absolutely. And and hey, the more out there, the better. This is a Smash-style crossover. Let's, let's get as wild as we can. Yeah. It, can you imagine him, you know... Changing into Rose Quartz or Pink Diamond as part of the moveset. Oh, that would be cool. And if you want to get comedic, there's also Lion, too. He could be part of the moveset as well. And if you've seen this series, you know how Lion can be a bit like Charizard at first and not obey Steven. (laughs) That could be funny. Yes, Lion doing whatever the hell it wants to do. All right. Justin, I believe that leaves you for our final choice. No pressure. Okay. <laughs> uh, there's a couple picks I could have gone with. Uh, there's just so much from Hammer Related Tunes, but we could save them for uh, a redo for, like, say, DLC content. Uh, right. So I want to go into the films again for my last pick. And I'm going with something that would kind of surprise people, but I think would fit well into the game. And that would be a character who has a franchise that has spawned several decades, that's produced some pretty popular movies, including one that uh, came out just several years ago. That would be Mad Max. Mm-hmm. Because with Max, you okay. can have a brawler character, but you also have him be able to do some range attacks because well, his signature weapon is a shotgun. It's like a sawed-off type, you know, very uh, Evil Dead, actually Evil Dead style. So you could be able to uh, be kind of like a, to use a Samurai Warriors uh, reference, uh, a Maguichi Psycho kind of character. It's like he gets up close and then he then he can then beat you up a bit and then shoot you in the face. And then you can have stuff Fun stuff like, you know, vehicular uh, assault with his signature 
souped up roadster car uh, for one of the supers. And uh, plus, you get a nice, uh, you know, post-apocalyptic kind of stage, eventually, <laughs> in the background for him as well. I think that would be kind of like a like a pick people would expect, but it would be a fun addition to the roster and something that'll be a little different and fun to play. Yeah, that sounds. That actually sounds really cool. I like that. Yeah. Okay. So that's our twenty-four characters. I will be posting an, an image of this on the Facebook page uh, once I can get it assembled. And just a bit of trivia. Based on the rumors that have been going around, we've actually managed to choose seven of the characters that are rumored for the game. Oh, really? Huh? Who's okay. rumored yep. to be in the game? So Bugs Bunny, Superman, Gandalf, Wonder Woman, Mad Max, and Steven Universe are amongst the rumored characters. Wee. Joining them are... Let's see. Arya Stark, That'd be Johnny pick. Bravo, mm. Fred Flintstone, yeah, awesome pick. Ben 10. Oh, no. Ooh. Very popular. Ben 10 is going to be a good one. Uh, Scorpion, Sub Zero. I believe Shaggy's in there. Oh, Ultra okay. Instinct Shaggy, to be precise. Mm. Uh, looks like Harley Quinn. Yep, um, Harley Quinn's in there. Of course. Tom and Jerry, Rick and Morty. Yep, Rick Sanchez, to be precise. And... Tom and Jerry um, are on Finn. my shortlist. And Finn yeah. and Jake, yeah. Yeah, Finn and Jake. Yeah. yeah, that's right, we didn't get to Adventure Time. Right, or Game of Thrones, or a lot of stuff. Yeah, I thought you would throw Arya J- uh, 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 on there, James, so it's like, I decided to forego Game of Thrones for now, but, uh, mm. you know, it's like, it's, that's one of the best picks you can get if you are going to go with Game of Thrones, probably start with. I was this close to Arya. Especially if she does her false faces. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'll be good. Okay, so real quick, I'm gonna we're gonna do our uh, our uh, this day in gaming history uh, right now. Actually, in 2003 was the PlayStation 2 release in the United States, Canada, and Spain of Ubisoft's Beyond Good and Evil. I think we're still waiting for the sequel. Yeah. Mm. Get on that Ubisoft. Yeah, they've been promising it for years and years mm. and years. <laughs> but I'm basically doing the break in the usual routine this time because when we return from the break and after our contact information, I will be back with some downloadable content characters for our dream roster provided by some of our other regular irregulars. So, so, folks... I'm going to take the moment to thank Linwood and Justin for joining us. It's been great as always. Well, thanks for having me. This was so much fun. It was a pleasure to be back. Can't wait to come back again. And we will see you at the other side of the break. That took a while for me to get back to, didn't it? Oh, dear. That episode, as you can probably tell, was originally recorded last November. And an awful lot has changed since then. So much, in fact that we are going to be doing a lot of Multiverses talk in our episode coming up next week, where we interview Lost Tangent Outpost Spada, who has been, along with me, a participant in closed alphas of the Multiverses game, and he's been doing a ton of speculation and rumor videos, so we'll be talking about that. We'll be talking about some of his other projects, including his fan-made Warcraft fighting game, and so much more, so we will see you next week with that. 
Thanks for listening, folks, and as always, game on.